0: Beautiful star of Bethlehem Shining afar through shadows dim, giving the light to those who long have up on-
1: Miss Debbie, Miss Caitlin. I appreciate all that y'all do. It's great singing. Um, I look forward to, to hearing y'all sing that every year. That's a, that's a good one. This morning, folks, turn with me in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And when you're turning there, or while you're turning there, I want to ask you a question Have you ever gotten a gift? that you did not expect to get. Because, yep, you got one this morning, didn't you? <laughs> so, and and when you get one of those things like that, you're not expecting it, so what you didn't do is is you did not prepare to give a gift back. Because most of the time, what we have is gift exchanges. We'll have a, a Someone to give us a gift, and we'll have a gift prepared to give them back. Because when somebody gives us something, we feel almost obligated to make sure that we return the favor in giving them something. This morning, I want to talk to you about grace, and grace is simply getting something you don't deserve. Not in your case, Miss Anita. I was just I was looking at you, but I didn't mean it that way, okay? She, didn't, she won't give it back, okay? Okay. Grace is getting something that you don't deserve to get. Now, of course, we're entering into Christmas, the Christmas season, and we're talking about Christmas gifts, and you might have already gotten Christmas gifts. You're planning on giving some. Have you ever gone to a Christmas gathering, and somebody gave you a gift, and you didn't have anything to give back, and all you could do was just receive what they gave you and say thank you? Because when you're really giving a gift in that fashion, you're giving in a sense of grace, not wanting anything back. But just wanting to be a blessing, wanting to to know or have that person know how much you care for them and that you give them something without expecting anything back. This morning, as we're talking about grace... Think about grace for Christmas. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, the scripture says to us, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. The gift of grace for Christmas. Let's pray together, please. Our fathers, we bow before you. I thank you so much for bringing us together this morning in this place to worship and praise you. Thank you that we have like minds and like hearts. And there's a spirit of unity here. Because, Father, we want to be pleasing in your sight. We want to make sure that everything we do, Father, is in accordance with your will for our lives. And, Father, we thank you for the gift that you have given us that is beyond compare that is beyond description. And Father, that is it's just so amazing, this grace that we've seen, we've experienced, that you give. Father, help us to keep in mind this Christmas season that you gave us that amazing grace gift. And you did it through your son. Lord, help us to enter into your presence and be pleasing in your sight today as we worship. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves is the gift of God. This wonderful thing that we, we have from God is his grace. We don't deserve it. We can't deserve it. The, the Verse 9 says, uh, not of works lest any man should boast. You see, we don't deserve it, but we can't work for it. We're not righteous in any way and, and deserving it. And not only that, is no matter what we do, we couldn't get it anyway. So God gives it to us in spite of us not being worthy of it. So I wanted to think about, I wanted us to talk about that this morning for a little while, because we're in the gift-giving mode. If you hadn't gotten all your Christmas shopping done, this week's crunch time, right? You're, You're under, you're under the gun. You've got to get it done. I mean, Christmas is coming. But listen to this beautiful gift of grace that God has given you. Undeserved. No way that you could repay God. But He offers it freely. And we receive it with joy. With happiness. Knowing that we can't repay. Knowing that we we haven't done anything to earn it. But praising God because it is His decision to give us this gift. And as a matter of fact, God decided to give this gift... Before the foundation of the world, grace was foreknown. God, before the foundation of the world, before his beginning of creation, he knew that we were going to need, his creation was going to need grace. Listen to what the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 4, chapter 1, verse 4. He chose us in him, in Christ Jesus, before the foundation of the world. He chose us in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world, meaning that He knew that even before He began creation that we were going to need His grace. We were going to need to be redeemed. We were going to need to be forgiven. We were going to need Him canceling our debt before He started creating anything. He foreknew that grace was going to be needed. I'm happy about that. I'm tickled to death about that because God, I didn't do anything that God didn't expect me to do. He knew how bad I was going to be and how much in need of grace I was going to be. And He planned it from the very foundation of the world. It was planned before God created. The grace that we have right now. The grace that when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, that God gives us and frees us from the debt of sin and gives us eternal life in Jesus' name. That grace was planned. It didn't surprise God that we were wicked. But listen, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, the, the first part of that verse, it says, Elect according to the foreknowledge of God. Speaking about speaking to those that he was writing to at that time, the saved, the church, those who were elect, those who God foreknew were going to accept his grace, his salvation. That's an amazing thing to think about. God knew before he created anything that I was going to stand here today, you were going to be sitting here today and we were going to be enjoying the grace of, that he was going to give, he knew that before he started creating anything. That blows my mind. To think that God knew that ahead of time because he is all-knowing and he planned for it all along. That was his plan. And you came this morning thinking, well, it was my plan to go to church. It was your plan to come to church, but God had planned that you be at church, and He put that plan in your heart, and you acted it out. God foreknew that we were going to need His grace because it's, it's, it was foreknown, but it's also foreneeded. I know that's not a word now. If you're an English teacher, where are That's not a word, right? Foreneeded, I don't think... Maybe I can coin that word today. But what I'm saying is mankind needed it, so it was needed ahead of time. God planned for it ahead of time so that it would be available ahead of time because we've always needed it. Think about the only two perfect, only three perfect people ever in this world, Adam and Eve and Jesus. Adam and Eve were perfect until they sinned, And God knew that they were going to sin, so God had a plan already in place to redeem them through His perfect Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. In the Garden of Eden, you see, God had told them, you know, this is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat from it. When you do, if you do, you're going to immediately begin to die. Surely you will die. And I've heard some guys say in the Hebrew it means, in dying you will die. Which means, you begin to die, you'll continue to die until you're dead. And that's what happened. That's what has happened ever since. When they sinned, of course, at that point they became guilty and were in need of God's grace because they could never redeem themselves. So God foreknew that we were going to need the grace. And it was foreneeded all the way back to the Garden of Eden. And in Genesis chapter 6, speaking of the people at the time of Noah, the, the Lord said, the Lord recognized, the Lord knew that all of the thoughts, all the intents of man's heart was nothing but wicked. All that we could do, all that men were able to, or that they were doing at that time, was completely against God. Evil. Wicked. The wickedness of man was great on the earth. And then in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, the scripture, of course, that we're most familiar with on this subject, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen out of that relationship with God that we need, and we must be redeemed. The only way for us to be redeemed is by God's grace, through faith in the one that he sent to save us grace was foreknown by god is foreneeded by us even in at the moment of our birth we were sinful beings having received that inheritance from our forefathers all the way back to adam and eve we needed god's grace God's grace, therefore, in the Old Testament was foretold. Going into the the book of Isaiah, in one chapter there, chapter 53, beginning in verse 4 there, Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Going forward there into verse 10, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief when when you make his soul an offering for sin. And then looking at verse 12. Because he poured out his soul unto death. And he was not the transgressors. And he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. You see, the Old Testament prophet was talking about things to come. And he was telling that there's going to be a suffering servant that will come, a Savior who will suffer for the sins of the world. There will be a perfect sacrifice that will remove sin from the world once and for all. He bore the sin of many. God planned it ahead of time. We needed it before we were born. And God told us that it was coming. He told the world through the prophet, it's on its way. I've had people ask me, you know, people in the Old Testament times, how were they saved? Before Jesus came, before they could trust Jesus as their Lord and Savior, how were they saved? They were saved by grace, through faith in the Lord. You see, they were, they were saved by grace looking forward to what Jesus would do. Trusting God that God would send a Savior and that the Savior would die for the sins of all mankind. And then their faith, their, the, the grace, God saved them through the same way that He saves us, except we're looking back at what Jesus has done, the finished work that was done on the cross. And we are saved by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Old Testament, they were looking forward to Jesus. Oh, New Testament, we were looking back on what Jesus accomplished. God foreknew that we were going to need grace. We foreneeded it, and of course, God told us that it was coming. He foretold the Old Testament prophets. He told us, "Yes, salvation is on the way." And God's grace. Praise the Lord. You know, whenever you you look under the Christmas tree, and I know all the kids do this, they look for their name on the box, right? You want to find your present, your gift, all right? So you go through there, and if it's got your sister's name on it, you chunk it to the side. If it's got somebody else's name, you move it out of the way. You're looking for your gift, right? It's got your name on it. From Santa, from mom and dad, from whomever, to you. And guess what? God's gift of grace has a little name tag on it. From God to you. Grace, God's grace, God's gift is for you. In Ephesians chapter 2, it says, You are saved by grace. By grace, you were saved. You see, you can plug your name in right there having trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior by grace I was saved through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ by grace God saved you the same way through that faith in what God had already provided what God has already done for us placing your faith in Jesus that because of the finished work that He has done placing your faith and trust in Him the gift was for you and every per- person who has ever taken a breath can say that. It's for me. God died for me. It's personal. It doesn't have to be for somebody else. It is for whosoever, like it says in John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, have everlasting life and the whosoever right there you can put your name in there you can take the whosoever out and say for me that when I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ I have forgiveness of sins and I have everlasting life grace is grace is for everybody but specifically personally God's grace is for you you know I've talked to people before, they say, you know, God surely couldn't forgive me because of the things that I've done. You know, and, and I've asked myself, well, it doesn't matter how bad you are because God doesn't care how bad you are. God knows how bad you are. And He offers His salvation, He offers His grace freely no matter how bad you are. And they'll say, well, you know, there's a lot of good people out there and I'm not one of them. And I will say, you know what, there's nobody that's good out there. That's what, exactly what the scripture says. We're all in the same boat. We've, we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. As a matter of fact, Moses was a murderer in the Old Testament. Moses was a murderer. David was an adulterer. Everybody that you look at in Scripture, they had character flaws. And everybody that I'm looking at this morning, you've got character flaws. And the one that you're looking at up here, I've got character flaws, Michelle, don't say anything. We're all in the same boat. We need this grace that God allows us to partake in. And it's for you. Stop letting Satan tell you that it wasn't for you. He doesn't want you to receive that gift. He doesn't want you to obey God. He doesn't want you to receive God's love and to love Him back because He wants you to spend eternity with Him in hell because He hates God. He hates everything godly. So He desires to steal, kill, and destroy anything that God would seek to build up and bring back to the light. Understand and know, God wants you to receive this gift of grace and receive His eternal life, forgiveness of sins. It's for you. Looking under God's Christmas tree, if God had a Christmas tree, which I don't believe. But anyway, if there was that present, that Christmas present there for you, it would have your name on it. It is... For you, grace this Christmas is for you God foreknew that we would need it we foreneeded it before we were born it was foretold that it was coming it's for us and guess what it is forever <laughs> that's the amazing thing uh, Keith and I were talking this morning about what, what's becoming more important to us as we get older we are getting older I'm not going to tell you how old Keith is. He's older than me. But as we get older, you know, things are are more important for us. We begin to realize, hey, you know, this, we're not going to live forever. You know, 40 years ago, I was looking and thinking, hey, you know, I got my whole life to live ahead of me. Now I'm looking back and say, hey, I've lived most of my life. And I'm happy about that because this world is not my home. And I'm looking forward to spending all eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. The things that I have here now are just temporal. They're going to they're gonna need work. They're, the house is going to have to be patched up. The, the vehicles are going to have to be worked on. My body's going to have to be repaired in places and that sort of thing. Everything's fading away. But when Jesus comes and renews everything, He's going to give us everlasting bodies. He's going to make the world everlasting. And we won't have to worry about replacing pews and carpet and fixing the vehicle and patching the roof on the house. and All of those things will, will be faded away because we will live in that perfect world with Him forever. God's grace... Is a part of his character, it will last forever. It has always been and will always be just like God. The grace that God allows us. In Romans chapter 23, or chapter 6, verse 23, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The grace that we receive from God is everlasting life. Everlasting, never ending, always will be, always present, never past, always with a future. John chapter 3 verse 36 says, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. Everlasting. And then in Psalm 23, the last verse, the writer David says, And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Understand, God's love for you is everlasting. God's offer to you is temporal. There's only a certain amount of time in which we have been given to be saved. Today's the day of salvation. But when you receive it, When you receive God's grace, it will always be everlasting. The gift of God for you this Christmas is His grace. You can receive it, and it will be yours forever. That's God's desire for you, His love for you is that He wants to be with you forever. But He lets you choose. So it's your choice. Would you receive His present, His gift? Or will you you say, it's for somebody else, I've got plenty of time. I don't believe His grace is for me. I'm asking you today to receive that gift. Accept Christ as Lord and Savior. Give Him your everything and allow Him to live your life through you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, please. Our amazing and wonderful Lord, we thank You for the gifts that You have given us, especially the gift of salvation in Jesus' name, this grace that we receive the position that we now live in in Christ Jesus that will last forever. Thank you, Lord. It's my prayer this morning that every person here realizes that it is by grace that we are saved through faith. And if they're not saved, Lord, help them to understand that that grace is for them for all eternity, but they've got to receive it. They've got to walk through the door of Jesus Christ, accepting his salvation, accepting his sacrifice in our place, and receiving eternal life. Father, this invitation time is yours. I ask for you to accomplish your purpose in it. Your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen.